0: Welcome to our Daily Crypto News Podcast. Today is Tuesday, August 7th, 2018, and we have a few hot topics on the docket, such as CBOE ETFs updates, Tom Lee chats his Bitcoin misery index, and a decentralized exchange to short Ethereum. For all this and more, then just keep on listening. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin from BFB, and here to keep you up to date in a short and sweet manner. So if you want to stay up to date on top of the latest crypto news, then please follow our podcast and share it with your friends as well. Okay, so just a quick look at the market. Everything's been dropping lately. Bitcoin is down to 6,774 at roughly a 2.14% drop. Ethereum is at $381 at roughly 5.81% drop. Total market cap at roughly 242 billion. 24-hour volume at 14.3 billion and Bitcoin dominance at 48.1%. So, things have dropped since being sideways for a little bit. So, It looks like it's on a downtrend again. I guess from here, we'll see where it goes on, if it kind of retraces previous lows and if it'll drop below that or stick around the 6,000 level for Bitcoin and move back up again. Not sure if that's a floor, I'm not a trader, but a lot of traders say that we do have downtrend to go, so I'm just spreading that information with you guys. Okay, so the first topic today is about a decentralized exchange to short Ethereum. Say you're like Tonevase and you want to short Ethereum because you don't think it has any reason to exist. Well, now you can. There's a new derivatives product built by DYDX, which is built on top of the 0x protocol. It's good to see the 0x protocol being utilized more and more, by the way, especially for people who have invested in that project but this actually works with options tokens. So you can buy these so-called short tokens that go up in price when ETH goes down. They also have tokens that work on the flip side that goes up in multiples of the price when the price goes up. Everything is backed by an ether reserve that's managed by smart contracts, so it is fully decentralized after all. This is awesome because most of the options out there to short are centralized and you have to deposit funds and exchanges and trust them. So this removes the trusted intermediary, which is the whole point of crypto, right? And what's really exciting is that they want to allow shorting of all ERC-20 tokens in the future, so you can really short that shitcoin that you like to hate on. So this is currently in late-stage testing and is scheduled to launch in a couple of months. Topic number two is about the CBOE ETF is now delayed to September. Who all has heard our episodes explaining ETFs? Well, if you had, you may know about this one, which is the most promising ETF proposal currently on the SEC's docket. As many people expected, the SEC has decided to delay the decision, and they wrote that September 30th is a new deadline. If they end up approving the proposal, this will be a big step to giving a Bitcoin ETF listed, the first ever actually, which is big for institutional investors to get involved in crypto for many reasons. So we're all rooting for the SEC to make the right decision here, or the one that we want at least, and follow their commissioner, Hester Pierce, in supporting Bitcoin ETFs, so we can get this bull market kickstarted and up and at it again. Next up, the saying that crypto is only for criminals is no longer valid, as a US DEA agent notes that Bitcoin shouldn't be only viewed as a tool for criminal transactions anymore, because there have been so many more legitimate transactions compared to criminal ones these days. A long time ago, it was the other way around as you can imagine. It was mainly used to purchase stuff on the dark web like drugs or weapons, but now it's mostly used to pay each other, to speculate, to buy legit products and services from online merchants. This agent also notes that they have ways of tracking more privacy-focused coins, like Monero or Zcash, so they welcome people to continue to use crypto. I think that's really interesting, and I wonder how secret their techniques are, because Monero and Zcash are supposed to be the most private ones possible, so it's going to be interesting to see if they are bluffing, and that people are traced if they just don't use it in the recommended method, and that is Monero or Zcash in the recommended method, or they really do have an ace up their sleeve that can break all of those detection processes. Topic number four is about instant trading and higher daily limits on Coinbase as of today. So Coinbase is rolling out new features and functionalities for its clients, and I'm a user of Coinbase, so this is great news. Immediate trading is a big one because before, we'd have to wait five days for our USD funds to settle, and then we can access it and trade with them. Now you can buy and sell crypto with it immediately, but you still have to wait before you can withdraw it off the platform, which is understandable. They've also upped the trading limits 25K a day before it was 25K a week. That doesn't affect me as much because I'm not that rich, so I won't be trading that much in any day or week. But it'll be good for other traders for sure. And I just want to let you know that you will have to go through KYC process before accessing these features, which is of course understandable. Once again, now topic number five: Swiss Bank comes to the rescue of crypto businesses in Switzerland. A private bank agreed to offer services to crypto companies based there, which is a big relief to a serious problem because we all know that Swiss regulators have been extremely friendly to blockchain, inviting companies to build businesses there. They even have a place called Crypto Valley, but many have led to Malta or Blockchain Island because banks that were willing to work with crypto firms in Switzerland have shut down, leaving them out to dry. So this bank is the second bank who had the decision to work with crypto firms, and this is great news for Switzerland. Hopefully this helps them stem the tides of firms leaving so they can can regain their status of being crypto business friendly and be one of the best places to build crypto related business. Last topic is Tom Lee, our favorite crypto permable, has a Bitcoin misery index, and he says it's still looking good. Remember he's from Fundstrat, a financial analysis firm, and he says Bitcoin isn't broken right now at current levels. His firm actually created a BMI, or Bitcoin Misery Index, which shows how miserable holders of Bitcoin are. When the score is low, that means the future is bright, and when the score is high, that means things are bad for market sentiment. Right now it's kind of in the middle at 39, and he says this represents the fact that people are still a little bit worried that will drop down again to bear market lows and stay there, but he also says that momentum is gaining from good news like new services for institutional advisors. So, I guess with this mixed message, I guess we'll wait and see where it goes from here. But I really hope that Tom Lee's predictions are right. He did say that Bitcoin could go over 20K by the end of 2018, and he still sticks with that prediction no matter what the bear market looks like. And if you remember last year, it only took a few weeks for Bitcoin to go from 7K to tw- almost 20K. So, it's still possible even if it stays an extended bear market for most of this year. Well, that's all, folks. I hope you learned a lot today. Enjoyed our daily crypto newsflash show. Thanks again for listening. And once again, if you can join us at bitcoinforbeginners.io slash discussions and chat with us there, ask us any questions, we'll definitely get back to you, and we would greatly appreciate that. This is Kevin. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and peace out.